Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Kathy Pratt about her Wishes Collection wedding in the Magic Kingdom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose her locations and how she chose Disney for her wedding and how everything turned out. So welcome, Kathy. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to be married at Disney. Well, you probably hear this a lot, but Disney's been an obsession for many years since I was young. But I actually only started visiting Disney in my early 20s, and that's when I decided that that had to be the place where I got married. And as cheesy as it sounds, it's the place where I'm the most happy, uh, the most at peace, and the most carefree. So that had to be the location where I married my husband. And it wasn't his first choice at first, but he kind of grew into the idea and ended up being really happy in the end. That's interesting. Did you always know you wanted to use the Magic Kingdom for your ceremony or how did you pick that? Yes, yeah, so I was pretty set on Magic Kingdom as a ceremony. I again it's it's very specifically a location where I can stand, close my eyes and be the most happy and that's the spot it had to be. It was just a vision of mine since I was young. And which location inside the Magic Kingdom did you choose? So we ended up going with the East Plaza Garden. Got it. Okay. And then where did you have your reception? Reception was at the Grand Floridian. I think it was St. Augustine, it was called, I believe. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? Well, friends were uh, not surprised. (laughs) I think a lot of people knew that Disney was a long time coming for the wedding. Very excited. I would say family, some were a bit surprised. I do live in Canada, so it's it's a destination for us. And um, a lot of my family is Italian and they were a little surprised to hear it wasn't going to be in a church and in a theme park. And not all my family has been to Disney. So it was a mixture of pure excitement and pure shock. But in the end, everybody was really happy. (laughs) That's an interesting makeup of guests. How many did you invite and how many were actually able to attend? So we invited about 125 people and we had 90 guests. Oh, that's great. Mm hmm. So can you talk a little bit about using the Magic Kingdom East Plaza Garden location? Were there any restrictions? Did it take a long time to get approval? Anything that would help future brides and grooms know kind of what to expect when choosing this location? I would say it's a little bit of a stricter location because you are in the park. So a lot of times anything you're asking your wedding planner is actually going through extra steps of questioning and approval. It did take I mean, I haven't gotten married anywhere else, obviously, but it took quite a long time to get approval. And then there were a few hiccups along the way, like a few last minute changes. Originally, our ceremony was supposed to be at 930. And then a few weeks before the wedding was actually moved to 815. And we had very little say in that. And that was a Magic Kingdom decision. You get very little explanation for why things are changed. So I'd say if you pick this location, you just have to really 
go with the flow because it's it's the Magic Kingdom staff who's kind of calling the shots. That's interesting. Okay. So the East Plaza Garden package comes with some stuff in it already, like chairs and a string quartet. Did you add anything else to that? So we ended up using our uh, centerpieces, which were kind of big uh, candelabras with roses as part of the decor for the ceremony. So we were kind of using those in two areas of the day. So those were put up front for some extra decor and we put some rose petals along the aisle. And then we actually were, we actually got permission to move the ceremony space from East Plaza Garden just out to the walkway just in front of it. So there's the grass area and then there's a walkway in front of it. That gave us a bit more space uh, for our guests because we had 90 people. Oh, that's interesting. So did you move just the altar area out there or how did the setup work? So it ended up being, originally I'd asked just for the ceremony to be out there because my dress was quite large and there was more space, but they ended up moving all the chairs. So actually the entire ceremony took place just in front of the gates um, of East Plaza Garden. There's a fountain there. So a little bit a little bit closer to the castle and a little more space. That is interesting. And then the other thing I see asked a lot is, did you feel like the regular day guests who are allowed into the Magic Kingdom during your event, did you feel like they were gawking at your wedding or did they seem so far away you didn't even notice them? There was a little bit. I'm a little bit of a, a weird animal in the sense that I, I didn't mind that so much. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds strange, but I kind of like the idea of having people around. But it was so early, to be honest. It was at 815 that it... You, there wasn't even that many people and people were pretty respectful. They didn't stand around and, and watch too much. So you, I still felt I had my privacy. That's interesting. Okay, great. So did you guys have a theme for your wedding? It was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how were you able to incorporate that? Pretty much our flowers were exclusively roses. So my bouquet, the rose petals for the aisle and our um, centerpieces, our sweetheart table was an enchanted rose with red and blue themes. And then we actually brought our guests to watch the Beauty and the Beast show in Hollywood Studios after our reception. It was like um, a group activity that we did. Oh, interesting. How did you incorporate that? Was it an actual scheduled event or did you just say, hey, yes. everybody? So in order to kind of go in in your wedding dress and everybody in, you know, in their wedding attire, it has to be scheduled through our wedding planner. So I think it's called like a ride mix-in. They gave us options of soaring and frozen and things like that and then we ended up going through special approval to go watch the beauty and the beast show in hollywood studios so that was through the planner interesting yeah usually they require that you actually be planning an event in the park in order to add one so that's great to hear that they let you do just the mix-in yeah so the original discussion was it would have to be phantasmic in order to do that like you said in the same park but they ended up making it happen. So we went there right after our reception and we were escorted in and out, of course, but it ended up being quite nice. That's cool. And then the transportation just took everybody back to their hotels afterwards? Yes, correct. Got it. Okay. What a great idea. Did you have a reserved section for the show? Yes. So they kind of took out two or three rows, uh, put little reserve signs. They actually let everyone else be seated first and then brought in our party. We sat, watched the show, and then we were the first to leave. Wow, what a great way to incorporate your theme. It was really fun. A lot of our guests have never even been to Disney, so to watch a show like that was really, it was fun. That's great. Did you add any entertainment to the reception? We had Mickey and Minnie come in, which was really fun. But other than that, it was just DJ dancing, speeches, things like that. Got it. Do you have any menu items from your reception that you can recommend? 
really enjoyed the cake the most, to be honest. We had, uh, we were surprised to see that different layers of the cake could actually be different combinations of flavors. So it doesn't all have to be the same, which is nice. So we had one layer that was lemon cake and raspberry frosting. That was my favorite. We had a chocolate raspberry and then a chocolate Bailey's. So people had a good variety. And from the menu, I would say the saffron fish was my favorite there. Okay, got it. Did you add any other events around your wedding, like a welcome party or a farewell brunch? We ended up doing a dessert party the same day as the wedding. So it was part of the wedding day, but we didn't do anything the day before or after. Interesting. Where did you have your dessert party? It was in Epcot. In a, it was supposed to be in Italy, but we were moved indoors. Ah, which location did they put you in? So it was an indoor venue in between UK and Canada, I believe. It's a, I hadn't seen it before. It's like a building in the back. Was it World Show Place? Yeah, I think so. Do you have any desserts you recommend from that party? I think my favorite part was uh, we had some sticky toffee pudding, which is one of our favorites. So we tried to pick desserts that we that we love personally. So we had sticky toffee pudding. Uh, we had affogato, which is ice cream with a shot of espresso on it. We had pizza, some salty food, and then the only the only disappointing thing that day were the beignets. So beignets are my absolute favorite thing from Disney World. And it ended up being kind of cold and hard. And I think they were actually made elsewhere and then brought to Epcot, so they didn't hold at all. Um, so that was the only part of it that was a little disappointing. Oh, interesting. That's a good tip, because maybe that would be something you would have to request that they prepare on stage or something. Yeah, I'm sure they made it at Port Orleans because that's where they're served in Disney World and then transported them, but they didn't hold at all. Interesting. Okay, good tip. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day fit together? Yes, it was a very long day. So (laughs) (laughs) hair and makeup started around three in the morning in our hotel room. Around 6.30 or so, myself and my bridal party were picked up to go to Magic Kingdom. And then we had about an hour to do some pre-ceremony photos alone. So I did not do a first look with my husband. So it was just myself, my family, my bridal party. We did some shots with the castle, a little bit of video. And then I was brought backstage. It took about half an hour for guests and everyone to be brought in. And then at 8.15, our ceremony started. We finished around 9 o'clock. And then we actually were allowed to stay and wait for the welcome party that takes place in front of the castle. So we had to stay in East Plaza Garden, but we could watch the welcome party from there. And there were little fireworks at the end, so that was quite nice. By the time everybody got escorted, brought to Grand Floridian, We did photos, we did cocktail hour, that took until about 11 a.m. or so. And then our reception was from 12 to 4. Following our reception, they brought everybody by bus to the Beauty and the Beast show for 5 o'clock. That was from about 5 to 5.30. And then we gave our guests a break. So between about 6 and 8 o'clock, our guests went back to their hotel, some napped, showered, whatever they needed to do. I went to the Grand Floridian to get a touch-up of my hair and makeup during that period. And then finally, we were picked up for the dessert party at Epcot, and we finished up around 1030. Wow. But it sounds like it was a fun day. (laughs) It was a fun day, but it was a little much, I think, to squeeze in now that I look back. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? So I think that the single most important thing for me is that I had to get married in Magic Kingdom. And it came down to the train station or East Plaza Garden. We ended up going with East Plaza Garden, even though there's a significant price increase, just because it it felt right when we were there. So that was really important to me. 
I was really paranoid about being moved to our backup location because that's in Tomorrowland and it's significantly less romantic, but you don't have much control over that. I would say Cinderella's carriage was also a really big, important part of the day for me. And um, investing in that was really worth it. You only get to do that once. And um, I guess the last thing is my, my dress and my veil and that whole experience, kind of seeing it fit into Disney, investing in a big dress, it all meant a lot to me. That's interesting. I'm going to back up really quickly. Usually the weather backup for a Magic Kingdom ceremony is the wedding pavilion. Where did they tell you your weather backup was going to be in Tomorrowland? So our wedding backup was actually in like the food court of Tomorrowland. Like it's really, you can see the castle. It's kind of like there's a, I think it's where the dessert party is in Magic Kingdom, actually. There's like, I haven't been to the dessert party, but I know that's the same location. So it's kind of not the same vibe. You know, it's a little bit, uh, you're surrounded by essentially like cafeteria stuff. Right. That is interesting. Well, how great that it, you didn't end up having to use it. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So then what were the aspects that were less important where you saved your money or you just saved your effort? So we ended up kind of deciding that because Magic Kingdom was so important to us, we had to cut back in some other areas. So we ended up cutting out some decor and floral from the reception. We figured that the venue would kind of speak for itself. So we took out like uh, selfie mirrors and uh, the canopy lighting and uh, there was a chandelier, an extra chandelier. All those were thousands of dollars extra that we ended up kind of taking out. We thought it wasn't needed. We cut out open bars for certain parts of it. Originally, we wanted open bar for our entire wedding. Again, that ended up adding up really quickly. So we chose like a two hour period to offer open bar. And we kind of decided to cut back on those things. That's a really good tip. I think a lot of people don't know that you can do that with the bar, whether you do BOC or you pay for a package, you can have them close the bar at certain points in time when people aren't probably going to be getting drinks anyway. So that's a great tip. We were really specific about that because it was such a long day, even offering like Coke and juice, like it sounds like nothing, but they're like $6 each when you do the, you know, so it adds up quickly. So we ended up saying, okay, from this time to this time, we're going to do open bar from this time to this time, they can have non-alcoholic drinks. So we tried to cut it down. That's a great tip. So out of all of that, what ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? My favorite part, so just a two-second backtrack, is because our ceremony time was moved to an earlier time, there was some confusion about having the carriage go down Main Street. So during my planning, I was told that the carriage would go down Main Street to East Plaza Garden. And then at some point, I was told that wouldn't be allowed anymore because there were guests in the park and all these things. So what ended up happening is my planner pulled some strings and surprised me. And on the morning of, I was brought to actual Main Street to go down the carriage Uh, towards the castle to East Plaza Garden. So I think that surprise, I was crying the whole way, to be honest with you, uh, was really the highlight of the day. Uh, Where were they going to have the carriage come in from otherwise? Liberty Square? So there was an entrance near like uh, Splash Mountain in the back. And it would kind of go through Frontierland to the castle. So I'm sure it would have been nice anyways. But in my head, I had myself going down Main Street. So that's really what I wanted. That's awesome. So you talked about the rain and the kind of last minute having your ceremony moved forward. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Well, I think, um, you know, they always talk about the weather and you're always prepared for the weather, but you hope it won't affect you. But it ended up affecting our dessert party. So we had 
you know, really big plans of this outdoor Italy reception for the dessert. And it ended up being moved indoors, which was a little bit less, you know, visual for our guests. So that was a little bit disappointing. I think in the end, the Grand Floridian Ballroom is beautiful. I would have liked to have more decor. So I, I knew I cut back on that, but it did end up looking maybe a little simple to me in the end. And I think, you know, there was one other little thing that my mom and my brother wanted to try and surprise me with something on my wedding day where my brother had practiced a piano song and wanted to play for me in the Grand Floridian, but they hadn't gone through our wedding planner. So I would suggest going through the wedding planner for everything because it ended up not working out with the timing. And, you know, there was a little bit of argument that day. So if anyone wants to surprise you, go through the wedding planner. Don't try and do it on your own. <laughs> it's my suggestion. That's interesting. Yeah. And they can even draw up a separate BEO just for that surprise if they need to, so that it's kept from you or your spouse. So, Yes, exactly. Oh, and with the rain out of your dessert party, you did still get to see the fireworks though, right? Yeah. So luckily it actually rained like an hour before the dessert party, but they make the call fairly early that you can, like whether you're indoors or outdoors. So we did get to see the fireworks, which was really important to me. Uh, we went out, watched the fireworks first, and then we were moved to the indoor location after that. Got it. Okay. When you were planning, was there anything that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? I don't think so. I know this will sound silly, but pretty much everything felt like a big deal <laughs> to me, to be honest. Like most of the things that worried me the most were not necessarily Disney issues. It was more getting there from Canada, bringing 90 people, getting the dress there. Um, so kind of like that kind of thing, which ended up working out, but took a lot of planning. Interesting. Okay. And you mentioned the issue with having the special song and then maybe doing a little more decor in the ballroom. Anything else that you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think one of the things I would have... So, I mean... I don't know if you hear this from other brides, but one of the things that I didn't love about the planning process is that you only really get a BEO and budget a couple of months before your wedding. So, you know, you end up going for your planning session, maybe five months, four months before your wedding, and then you get a BEO after that once you've already planned everything. So I think, you know, if I knew everything I knew now, I may have moved around my resources a little differently. I probably would have kept Magic Kingdom, kept Grand Floridian. I'm not sure I would have ended up doing the dessert party in the end. Um, so I think if I had a better idea of the budget earlier in the game, I may have moved my events differently and put my priorities in different places. Maybe I would have chosen to do more decor and entertainment in my reception and held off on the dessert party, for example. That's a good tip. I'm glad you brought that up. Any other tips or advice for future wishes couples, perhaps those who are considering using the Magic Kingdom but not sure about how it works logistically? Right. So I would say uh, you have to be you have to be prepared for the unexpected. Magic Kingdom kind of makes their own rules, and there's a lot of sudden changes. They, you know, like I said about three weeks before the wedding, the time was moved and I had to reschedule hair and makeup and reschedule everything. So you just have to kind of go with the flow. You have to expect that things may change. You have to kind of warn your guests that it's going to be a very early morning. A lot of my guests were shocked to be picked up at 6am from their hotels. But if you're okay with those things and you're staying calm and easygoing, then it ends up being really worth it. And it was the most beautiful part of the day. That's great advice. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering a Wishes event or a Magic Kingdom event, and I appreciate your taking the time. Great. It's really fun. Thank you. 
That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>